0: Around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've
1: been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. There, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel I've had my share, man. I've been
0: everywhere. Get on the phone now and call eight hundred three eight seven eight zero two five. 387 8025 That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome aboard. I am Rudy Maxa, your genial radio show host, and you're listening to America's most popular travel radio show. Nice to have you aboard. This segment of the program is brought to you by the good folks at OnCall International, because they know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. If and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On-Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation such as social or political unrest in the country you might be in or the place you might be in. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage, or legal woes, OnCall International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. Find more info at OnCallInternational.com or log on to RudyMaxa.com and right there on the homepage, scroll on down, you'll see a link to OnCall. Let me start by noting it's National Park Week in America. What does that mean to you? Well, to start with, it means admission to the nation's national parks is free all week until the 29th. And given that there are 397 national parks in these United States, you should have no trouble finding one near you. I've got a special show for you today. Some of our interviews will feature our best guests from shows over the past few months. For example, in our second segment this hour, we'll hear from Andrew Ferguson. He's a senior editor at the Weekly Standard in Washington, D.C. But he's also the author of a very funny book that came out last year that told of his adventures visiting colleges with his son, a high school senior. That book's called Crazy You. Crazy You. One dad's crash course in getting to know or getting his kid into college. And it was just optioned by New Line Cinema to become a movie starring Will Ferrell. Andy Ferguson was a great fun as a interview subject, and if you missed it, hang on seven or eight minutes and you can catch it. Then we'll hear from a financial journalist Dan Cadillac, who explains the ins and outs of credit card skimming. If you use an ATM, you'll want to hear what he has to say. And Palm Springs is one of America's great year-round destinations. I'll be joined by Stephanie Sarwis, who will describe the reasons you ought to spend some time in that Southern California resort area. She's the assistant general manager of the Aqua Soleil Hotel in nearby Desert Hot Springs. And in this hour's last segment, we'll talk with the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler, Keith Bellows, about this. By 2030, China and India will have 1.2 billion middle-class citizens. What does that mean to travel, and more specifically, to the U.S.? First, let's take a quick look at some travel news. Now, Would you fly in a commercial jetliner that was being powered by French fry grease? Passengers did just that recently on a Qantas flight from Sydney to Adelaide. Australia's national airline's A330 was powered by a 50-50 mixture of regular jet fuel and recycled cooking oil. This may have been the world's first biofuel commercial flight, though airlines have been experimenting with this for more than a year now. The captain of the jet told reporters upon landing that the plane handled just like any other flight. said there was a very small reduction in the fuel flows on the engine powered by the used cooking oil but that only meant it was more economical and efficient than normal fuel. The airline was given a government grant to study the feasibility of using alternative fuel. Qantas' chief executive said the world's airlines need to get ready for a future not based on traditional jet fuel, or frankly, he said, we don't have a future. The Transportation Security Administration is testing a system that will check your boarding pass and ID with a machine rather than by hand in hopes of speeding up lines at airport security stations. Washington's Dulles, Houston's Bush, and San Juan's airports are the testing grounds for the new equipment. TSA has paid $3.2 million for the first 30 machines. Well, you know Michael Matthews. You'll recognize his voice if you're a regular listener to our show. He's our hotel expert, and if you're a regular listener, you know he spends most of his time thinking about, well, pretty fancy hotels. Can't blame him. He's a former executive with the Ritz-Carlton chain and the very posh Rosewood Hotel Company. But next weekend, he's changing channels dramatically. He's going to stay soon for a night at a hotel he's never stepped foot in before. Actually, it's not a hotel. It's a motel, and it's called motel 6 we're going to talk to him next weekend about his experience but i wanted to have him on today just to just to see what's going on here michael is this something you've got to do or is this a sort of a professional fact finding mission
3: well first thing, let me say I have never stayed in a motel let alone a motel 6 <laughs> so this is this is going to be one hell of a trip I tell you what it is it it happens to be the 50th anniversary uh, Motel 6 was founded in Santa Barbara of all, that's a juxtaposition. in Santa Barbara in 1962 and they now have over 1,100 company-owned hotels and franchise locations with over 100,000 hotel rooms. Now, I've driven by them many times. So finally I said, right, let's go try one of these things. Uh, when, when they opened, one of the things they said, they're actually going to give you a bar of soap. <laughs> I, mean, that, I do remember.
2: It was a small bar. I remember that.
3: It's a, you've stayed in one?
2: I have stayed in two Motel 6s in my life. I've got to do it. I'm a travel guy.
3: Ah, there you go. What well, so I'm a hotel guy, so I guess I've got to do it as well. So next weekend we're going to go up. We're going to stay in one. We'll tell you all about it. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm not taking uh, the good car. I'm. I'm. I'm sort of going to. I'm going to have my wife drop me off. I think. <laughs> well, and I'm going to take a crowbar and my Glock. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, now, now, wait a minute. Without being too specific, where is this Motel Six located?
3: It's going to be on uh, Highway uh, I-10. Uh, and Ina Road in Tucson, Arizona. We have five Motel Sixes in Tucson. And
2: Wait a minute. This is your hometown. You're doing it in your hometown.
3: I'm doing my hometown. Yep.
2: Is that so? You can like flee if you're after half an hour back home, if need be.
3: Yeah, my wife can come and rescue me. <laughs> yeah. It's going, to be, it's going to be a very interesting experience. You know, she's saying you've got to take a, you know, an overnight bag with towels and proper soap. I said, no, I'm just going to check in off the highway and see what happens.
2: Like 30, many of us in America 39. do.
3: 39 95 How much is it? Thirty-nine ninety-five.
2: Which is about what you used to charge for Internet connection in your hotel in uh, the Ritz-Carlton in Hong Kong, wasn't it?
3: What do you mean? The price of a martini.
2: <laughs> now, do they know that the great Michael Matthews is coming? You just check in as no, Mr. and Mrs. Front a, Porch America.
3: I'm just walking in as Mr. Front Porch America, whatever. Absolutely. Nobody nobody knows, and I, I, it looks like we're going to be—the story is going to be picked up in a number of places. Of course, at com, which is my— uh, you know, where where I write my column, uh, as well as a few other places. Well, as your wonderful show, I think it's going to be very interesting.
2: Michael, Uh, I don't know quite how to tell you this, but there are no upgrades at a Motel 6. You're kidding me. No, they're all the same. All the rooms are exactly the same.
3: Oh, my God. I'm in trouble.
2: Yeah, uh, I wonder. I'm going to be very curious because I haven't stayed in a Motel 6 in a while. I don't know if there's a mini bar. I don't know if they've got Wi-Fi. Uh, or just a soda pop machine down the hallway. I have no idea. So.
3: Yeah, I think I, I do. I think they've got HBO and they've got naughty, naughty movies. So. You know.
2: Well. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a charge for that, and we don't want to spend a lot of money at a Motel Six. No, 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 thirty-nine ninety-five. That's going to be it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hold our breath for one week, and you're going to come on the show next week, and you're going to tell us all about it, right? You've got it. Hey, Michael, have a great, uh, have a great stay.
3: Okay, thanks, my friend. <laughs> See
2: you. That's right. Uh, where Michael used to work at the Ritz Carlton, the motto for all hotel staff was we "We're ladies and gentlemen waiting on ladies, serving ladies and gentlemen." I don't know what the motto is at Motel Six. What the motto is at Motel Six, but I, I can't wait. No, it's not. We'll leave the light on for you. That's not Motel Six. That's somebody else. Jeff is saying it's "Leave the light on." I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll correct myself next week if I'm wrong, although I'm sure readers or listeners will write me at Rudy at RudyMax.com and correct me quickly. Anyway, Michael Matthews checking into a Motel 6. I'd pay just about anything to have a camera watching that, uh, that happen, but, again, we'll hear all about it next weekend. Coming up next, one man's saga of visiting colleges with his son, soon perhaps to be a major motion picture starring Will Ferrell. Don't touch that dial.
0: To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800 387 8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com.
2: I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. It was a long time coming for Bruce, his wife, and friends, but now their tour of Peru was finally happening. Somewhere around Machu Picchu, the local cuisine was calling and baked guinea pig was on the menu. It turned out to be a marvelous weight loss plan for the rest of the story and a chance to win a kindle visit travelguard.com forward slash stories travelguard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance
4: at quicken loans we close many of our home loans in 30 days or less but if you work with someone other than quicken loans you might be dealing with a lender that takes a lot longer here's an analogy i ordered a pizza four hours ago that should have arrived in 30 minutes or less Think of my cold, unappetizing pizza as a mortgage from a lender that doesn't care about closing loans quickly. Here's your pizza, dude. You should have been here a lot sooner. Who do you think I am? Quicken Loans? The choice is clear. A mortgage from a lender that takes forever to close your loan or a piping hot mortgage from Quicken Loans that arrives fresh at your door in as quick as 30 days or less. One more way Quicken Loans is engineered to amaze. The rate today on a 30-year fixed mortgage is an incredible 3.99 percent apr 4.22 percent call quicken loans today at 800 quicken that's 800 quicken or go to quickenloans.com call us for cost information equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states nationwide licensing
0: number 3030.
4: get in the zone
0: when it's time for a new battery autozone has the right one to fit your need Because whether you're looking for rugged dependability that's sure to start in all conditions, power to run accessories, or the latest in battery technology, AutoZone has it. Even if you want a battery for your boat, lawnmower, or RV, we can help you figure out exactly what you need. And we'll give you the tips to install it correctly. Because parts are just part of what we do.
4: Get in the zone.
2: AutoZone.
0: Join Rudy Maxa at call 800 387 8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World.
2: Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, the country's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Very funny new book out. It's called Crazy U, and U is spelled with just the letters U as in University of Connecticut, University of Florida, University of U. Uh, the subtitle is One Dad's Crash Course In Getting His Kid Into College. It's written by A very funny writer. I I Must confess to you, I only got the book uh, Late on, on, on Friday But I spent a couple hours uh, Going through it and was uh, laughing out loud It's written by a journalist named Andrew Ferguson He is a senior editor With the Weekly Standard in Washington, D.C. He's a, uh, a former uh, Writer at Washingtonian, the City Magazine Where I used to work um, He's written for just about everybody in the world He goes by the name Andy and I Before we get into the... What I want to talk to him about is his experience of taking his son uh, to uh, look at colleges, which is something that many of us have had to do as parents or maybe looking forward to doing. But I just wanted to read you one uh, that certainly uh, spoke to me. Uh, He talked about how differently uh, applying to colleges and so on was back in the 70s when he uh, was a college graduate, Um, and he talked about going to a, a, a... a, uh, a career counselor who had him do all kinds of uh, typing and spelling and analyzing charts and graphs. And by the time she looked at Andy Ferguson's results, she said, you've got to understand that you have no marketable skills whatsoever. And Andy's next line in his book is, so I became a journalist. I know the feeling. Hey, Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for having me. All right. First of all, the groundwork. You live out, You live in Washington, D.C., or near Washington, D.C. Right. You have two children, one who's a sophomore in college and one who is preparing to go to college.
5: Right. We're, we're actually right in that uh, terrible limbo period where the applications have gone off, but we haven't really heard uh, what the final verdict will be.
2: And the the, the the substance of your book is the preparation for this, the anxiety. But uh, since we're a travel show, uh, you and I uh, agreed we'd sort of hone in on visiting Colleges. Right. Um, how many did you have you visited?
5: Well, my my hope was with with my son that we were going to uh, go to 15. I think was kind of my ideal number. And after 10, they all kind of started to melt together, and we pretty much called a halt to it.
2: I I, I love the uh, process. Before you started going on the trip, you got to, or your son received uh, uh, um, pretty brochures from the University of Mi- Miami uh... with headlines like we want to get to know you and uh... that was above a picture of students lounging on sun-warmed grass a fountain uh... playing amid hints of bougainville and birds of paradise and you held up the picture to him and said uh... what do you see here and what did you see in that photograph
5: Well. <laughs> It was clear that it was a brochure designed for boys because it was this beautiful, as you say, beautiful landscaping like the, you know, Babylonians would have would have been awed by it. And <laughs> right in the middle was this fountain with one guy surrounded by four very nice-looking young women. <laughs> and I said, Gillum, you know, you're being manipulated here. I hope you know that. And uh, he just looked at it and he said, you know what, Dad, I'd really like to go to the University of Miami. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he didn't wind up going there, did he?
5: No, he, up didn't. Going to he, he didn't. He uh, didn't. But uh, I think there were girls where he ended up going anyway. <laughs> and he wound up going where? To uh, UVA, University of Virginia. Uh, a fine school. I love uh, um,
2: I love the... Uh, Description of your of of the guides, the student, the the perky student student guides who show you around campuses. Who, as you note, are very adept at walking backwards.
5: Right, that's one of the one of the many skills that they have. This is part of the sameness that you get after you know it starts to soak in after you know you've been to your fifth or your sixth uh school these these guys I don't know where they where they get them cuz you know they're all student guides but they they're like they, you know imagine Rachel Ray after she drank a gallon of Four Loco you know they're just so hopped up and so chipper and so happy and they all end up Saying the same thing, which is, you know, this is what's great about these college tours and why I strongly recommend people go on them because you listen to the guides, they show you around the school, and you start to see what's really important to the school. And it turns out that what's really important to the schools are the wood burning ovens for the pizza in the commissary, (laughs) the sushi bar, (laughs) the climbing walls in the gym, the, you know, the huge uh, uh, hot tubs that they have that are, you know, the biggest one on the East Coast or the West Coast or the mountain states, or wherever are they you kidding are. me? Everything but education.
2: Are you kidding me? Did someone point out how the size of the hot
5: tubs? Oh, absolutely. Oh, this, this happened multiple times. This is this is the biggest uh, hot tub in the state of New Hampshire, for example. <laughs> I don't know how many hot tubs they have in New Hampshire, but.
2: I don't remember that happening in the 70s when I was visiting my colleges.
5: No, there was always something vaguely naughty about <laughs> even having a hot oh, right, exactly. back in the good old days, but now, of course, that's all changed. You know, one of the things we had, for example, in this, uh, on our college tours, I always recommend parents go to the bathrooms. Go to the Union Hall or the dorms and go in the bathrooms because that's where you get the real lowdown of what's going on at the school. That's because there's big bulletin boards and they put up notices of what the events are. We went we were in Dartmouth, actually in New Hampshire, and I went into the bathroom at the union the men's room, and there was a big sign for a sex fair that was about to take place in the next weekend with with live sex demonstrations they were going to be giving away uh, free condoms and uh, you know glow in the dark condoms and all kinds of stuff and then it said, and at the end there will be free ben and jerry 's ice cream now when I, I I know I'm an old guy, but when I went to school, college by God, we did not need free ice cream to get us to go to a sex demonstration.
2: Uh, and I like your uh, summation of the drinking age. The drinking age is 21 in this state, and at this school we take the law very seriously. But we also know that students are students, so what it comes down to, it's really a matter of judgment. Use good judgment and you'll be fine. Well, I translate that to mean, you know, a lot of drinking going on here and we don't really enforce it too much.
5: Exactly. Basically what that means is Katie, bar the door. It's <laughs> like, it's, it's all, all bets are off. And, and I'll tell you, I, I didn't find anywhere that that wasn't so. I mean... Again, I say how the tours reveal these these uh, these sort of inner workings of the schools and what what's really important there, and uh, it turns out surprisingly enough that there's a lot of drinking going on in college shocked. these days.
2: I'm shocked to hear yeah, it's this. Yeah, awful, isn't it? Now, now, uh, w- let me remind our listeners. I'm talking to my guest is Andy Ferguson. His byline is Andrew Ferguson, and he's written a new, very funny book called Crazy U. That's just with the letter U. One Dad's Crash Course in Getting His Kid into College. And if you've ever had to get a kid into college, if you're, if that's something coming up in your life, uh, grab a copy of this Simon and Schuster book, Crazy U, by Andrew Ferguson. And Andy, you, uh, uh, I love the description of you. Your wife went along with you, I believe, on the visit to Harvard.
5: Right. Yeah. Um, it turned. We wanted to go see Harvard uh, partly because, you know, it's Harvard. You, you know, right. If you're going to go look at schools, geez, Harvard is Harvard. And so uh, we went, and it was a a wonderful experience, sort of a summary of the Harvard uh, attitude towards the world. Our college guide was, again, one of these Rachel Ray, ty- Ray types who was, you know, bouncing around the, the quad. And he took us to the famous statue of John Harvard, the guy who founded the school, and, you know, he has his, the toe of his bronze statue has all been rubbed to a high sheen, and and, uh, so, you know, we all kind of got close to it, and the guide said, you know, uh, we have uh, people coming from all over the world just to rub this toe. It's a a great tradition here at the school, but we've just developed a new one in the last few years. Uh, What we do is we pee on it, And this is, of course, all the parents and kids are, like, rubbing on it. But but I thought, well, that's a nice summary of the Harvard attitude towards the world.
2: (laughs) Oh, your daughter, you said, have you started the tours with your daughter yet?
5: Yeah, we've done them. And, and, you know, the applications are in. Um, I I have to say, um, this time I kind of cheated a little bit, which is to say that... um, we took uh, college tours uh, to places that I wanted to go. <laughs> so, so we were out in LA. Um, we went to uh, Charleston to see college of Charleston, <laughs> which I, I'm not even sure she was interested in. But hey, I wanted to go to Charleston, so she you know I dragged her along.
2: <laughs> and 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 do you know where she's? You don't know yet. You haven't heard. Oh no,
5: we won't hear till uh, let's. Well, I guess April first. They they have to tell you by April first.
2: Well, did she apply any place in, in in where you wanted to go?
5: Oh yeah, there's uh, lots of schools in California, University of San Diego, Perfect. and all that. The problem is I can't afford any of them, <laughs> which is another problem I go into in some depths in the book. Um, but uh, you know I can't blame a kid who wants to go to California.
2: You said in your book that you enjoyed the trips more than you think your kids did.
5: Yeah, I I did um uh, you know, partly I, I just I, I like to travel, and you know there wasn't any pressure on me. I mean, I think the kids, when you take along these, uh, take them along to the, on these tours, they they kind of feel a, a sense of obligation that maybe the parents don't, even a, a neurotic parent <laughs> as I was getting to be. Of course, you can really overdo it. I, I talk in the book about a guy I met, a, a friend of a friend who was taking his kids on college tours, and he he did things like uh, he assembled huge. <laughs> with itinerary oh God in,
2: I know those kind of guys yeah hey Andrew there are a lot of them Andrew I love the book get this book crazy you just a letter you by Andrew Ferguson Andy hey thanks for joining us well,
5: thanks so much Rudy
2: Take care hey stick around we'll be right back uh, a woman says she can tell you how to lose weight on a cruise believe it.
0: Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com.
2: Imagine this. You're enjoying a well-deserved vacation and then, boom, disaster strikes. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, or political upheaval such as last year's crisis in Egypt. Who would you call for help? A deluxe membership from On Call International provides the vital help you need when your destination becomes unsafe. OnCall International will quickly get you out of danger and evacuate you home, all covered by your membership. Learn more by calling 800-575-5014 or go to oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. If you have gout, listen closely.
1: It's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares. You won't hear it, and you may not feel it, but if your uric acid level remains high, crystals can continue to build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level.
0: To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Uh, During the break, I checked my email and the listener sent me a pretty funny, uh, it's a list of adult truisms and one of them is, MapQuest really needs to start their directions on number five. I'm pretty sure I know how to get out of my neighborhood. couldn't agree with that more. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I promised that uh, we would take a look at these folks known as card skimmers. Uh, and Dan Cadlick is joining us because he's an expert on that. He is a contributor to Time and to Money Magazines, and his Bank of Dad personal finance blog appears three times weekly on CBS Money Watch. And it's his first time on Rudy Max's World. How did we make this error? Dan, nice to have you here. Hey, it's good to be here, Rudy. Thank you for taking time out of a Memorial Day weekend to be with us yeah no problem happy to do it okay skimming scams uh... can you describe for those of us uh... unlike me who has been a victim of one of these uh... what this is
6: sure uh... you know skimming has been around for a few years Uh, the the reason i wrote about it is because it's it's getting more and more popular but but basically uh, a thief uh, will get at a, at a point of like an ATM or a, or a debit processing machine at a, at a retail outlet, and they have tiny, tiny little readers, and they, they, they insert them into the slot where you insert your card, uh, and so that when you insert your card, these little devices actually read all of your personal information. And when you pull your card out, the thief, who may or may not have to retrieve the hardware they maybe can download it from a di- uh, from another spot they basically have all the information on your card uh, and they can and then all they need is a pin number and and they can access your bank account just like they are you um, to get your pin account they uh, they very often are your pin number they they will put a uh, a tiny tiny camera uh that watches you actually input your pin when you make your purchase so it it sounds tough but it sounds like you'd Notice this equipment but it's so tiny and technology has gotten to the point where they can put this stuff in there and you don't know it's
2: there this is very scary when i was shooting a one of my Public television episodes in South Africa. The crew got stung for over twenty thousand uh, dollars, taken right out of their bank accounts uh, after we stopped at a gas station hours after landing at uh, in in, in uh, Johannes- Johannesburg. Uh, so I know firsthand how heavy this can be. Now the banks do replace that money, but it's a real pain. In the, you know what, uh, yeah, right. okay. So and, and, how,
6: and you have to be diligent. By the way, uh, if you don't make a claim within sixty days, uh, they they can just say, uh, well, well, too late. You know, I, I mean, in reality, they they'll probably work with you, but but it's uh, it's not like a credit card where you've got a lot more protections.
2: All right. So how do we protect ourselves when we step up to an ATM, for example, or use our credit card or ATM card at a gas station?
6: Right well and, and by the way this is a big deal for people who travel because they're they're generally not they're generally using ATMs and at gas stations that they're not familiar with so. Exactly uh, and And so uh, you know if you have a familiar place you go to you know then fine you, you you should sort of be familiar with the surroundings, and in that case, you just look for anything that's different uh, uh, or suspicious you know if there's if there's an object sticking up and, and and it seems to be pointing right at the machine, well, maybe there's a little camera in there that 's a problem uh, you, you know if there's any loose wires or tape or or any sort of apparatus that seems to not fit, but it's there, uh, you know, go to another machine, those are, those are some of the key things to look for. Um, but beyond that, anytime you're entering your PIN, uh, put your hand around the numbers, stand close to it, and try to put your body between it and anyone who might be watching or a camera that might be around, uh, and just really try to protect that PIN, because without the PIN, uh, uh, you know, that, the card information doesn't have a lot of value.
2: So, I mean, my advice is when you're typing it in, use your other hand to cover that keyboard and what you're doing very closely. And watch out for people standing around. I mean, we got burned in South Africa because so there were three or four guys standing in line behind us. They were sort of, hey, we'll help you out with this, help you. And they was all going around. And so they saw uh, my crew, various members of my crew, typing in their pin. It took them a while, but they had all different angles. I would yeah. say if somebody's right there crowding you, walk away. No, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it's amazing how diligent, you know, uh, thieves can be.
6: This is what they do full-time. They'll, they'll, they'll sit there till they get it. You know, another, another uh, nice little trick is when you insert your card into a slot, uh, make sure it fits right. If there's any wiggle room, I mean, jostle it around a little bit. Um, and, and see if anything gets jarred loose because, because, you know, they do have to insert this, this reader into the slot. And, and if you kind of wiggle your card around a little bit, maybe you'll push it out or, you know, it should be a firm fit is what I'm saying.
2: Unbelievable. Now, how do you feel about when waiters take your, your card at a restaurant and disappear back somewhere and run it through?
6: Yeah, I hate it. I mean, I really do. Uh I know uh a, a lot of restaurants, I think particularly in Europe, they just they they bring the they they bring the machine right to your tabletop, right to your right to your table, and that's kind of nice. Uh um you, you know, if it's a credit card, you know, not so bad. You you're less vulnerable, like I say, but uh with I w- I wouldn't use a debit card at a restaurant. I just wouldn't. I when they disappear with that card, you don't know what they're doing with it.
2: Excellent. Go ahead, oh,
6: and, by, and by the way, they, you know one of the reasons you, you should be aware of that is they make it very easy to get. Is these these readers, the the, the, pin, the the card readers, which you you can carry around, and they're they're big and, and obvious. But if if but a waiter could use it in the back room without anybody noticing, and you just swipe the card through, and they've got all your information.
2: All good advice. Hey, Dan, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Dan Cadillac, uh is uh, a personal finance writer. His Bank of Dad blog appears three times a week on CBS uh, Money Watch. And by the way, we have posted a link to him at uh, on Facebook. If you go to Rudy Maxa-TV show, you'll find it. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at RudyMaxa.com.
1: If you have gout, listen closely. That's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares. You won't hear it, and you may not feel it, but if your uric acid level remains high, crystals can continue to build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. When it's time for a new battery, AutoZone has
0: the right one to fit your need. Because whether you're looking for rugged dependability that's sure to start in all conditions, power to run accessories, or the latest in battery technology, AutoZone has it. Even if you want a battery for your boat, lawnmower, or RV, we can help you figure out exactly what you need. And we'll give you the tips to install it correctly. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. And now Geico presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Um, Maxwell.
5: You're on. Cool. And so you just want me to read the script? You don't want me to do the wee thing? Okay. Today, I'm going to talk about the new Geico mobile app and um, how you can manage your policy and get your ID card and customize it with your favorite Geico character. But I'm not yelling wee or anything because um, they don't want me to, right? Correct. Okay. Just saying it's my thing.
4: Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. At Quicken Loans, we provide you with state-of-the-art online tools, like our app for your smartphone, MyQL Mobile. This means that if you work with a mortgage lender other than Quicken Loans, you might be dealing with someone who doesn't use state-of-the-art online tools. Let me demonstrate. Can I upload my mortgage documents with your mobile app? No, sorry. We don't offer mobile apps. Huh. I didn't realize appetizers were mobile. Are you using a typewriter? Yes, I am. We have just upgraded from Carrier Pigeon. So I take it you don't offer your clients the latest and greatest technology. Who do you think I am? Quicken Loans? Industry leading tools like MyQL Mobile to get you through your loan process with speed and ease. One more way Quicken Loans is engineered to amaze. The rate today on a 30 year fixed mortgage is an incredible 3.99%, APR 4.22%. Call Quicken Loans today at 800 Quicken. That's 800 Quicken. Or go 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 to QuickenLoans.com. Call us for cost information. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. Nationwide licensing number 33.
2: Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can enrich any trip. Just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my DVDs. That's maxa.tv, and check out the new Blu-rays as well. 43 minutes after the hour, I'm your host, Rudy Maxa. You're in Rudy Maxa's world, where the topic is all travel all the time. Uh, We were just talking to Bill Chalmers uh, the moment ago about his new book on the origin of the species, uh, Homo Touristicus, a book about the history of the tourists through centuries. I mentioned you can pick up his book at Amazon. You can also get it at barnesandnoble.com. And if you want a little more information on it, you can go to his website, greatscavengerhunt.com excuse me, global, sorry, globalscavengerhunt.com. I'm joined by Stephanie Sarris. I told you we're going to take a look at Desert Hot Springs. Now, most of us know... Palm Springs. About a 2-hour drive south of Los Angeles. I've been there a couple times, haven't spent a lot of time there. But near it is is Desert Hot Springs and uh, I ran into at the LA Times Travel Show last week, uh, a couple weeks ago actually. I ran into a representative from there and I wanted to talk to somebody there and we found we found uh, Stephanie Sarwas, who's the assistant general manager of a hotel there called Aqua Sole Hotel. And uh Stephanie, we're delighted to have you on the show.
7: Well, thank you, Rudy. I'm delighted to be here.
2: Now, you mentioned when we talked before, uh, when you were talking with my producer before uh, we set your time for this show, that even people in Southern California sometimes don't know the difference between Palm Springs and Desert Hot Springs.
7: Well, that's very true. In fact, um, the way I found mm-hmm. Desert Hot Springs, uh, my mother was living out here in Palm Desert, which is about (laughs) 10 minutes from Palm Springs, just directly east, and then my sister moved out here, and she moved to Desert Hot Springs, and I had never even thought of going north. The way it is is um, Palm Springs is directly east of L.A., two hours And then you have Palm Springs, Cathedral City, Rancho Mirage, Indian Wells, and then Indio, La Quinta. But north, just on the other side of the I-10, is Desert Hot Springs.
2: And what is unique about Desert Hot Springs?
7: Well, we we have the best tasting water in the world. We've won many medals, gold, silver, and bronze for just our regular tap water. But
2: you're in the desert, uh Stephanie, explain that. I
7: know it's the aquifer. It actually we're surrounded by mountains. There's San Jacinto and and um And with San Gregonio, well, it takes eight years for the water to trickle down, and it collects all the minerals as it's coming down the mountain, and it makes the water so tasty. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but they actually have water-tasting contests, like they do wine, and they give them medals, and we've won gold and silver and bronze, as I mentioned before. Well done. The water is wonderful, but not only that, then we have our hot water which runs underneath Desert Hot Springs. So
2: you which, do have hot springs in Desert Hot Springs. Oh,
7: we do. It's actually, you know, it's heated by the um, tectronic plates from the, um, you know, the faults, the earthquake faults. And what happens is the little spas, they have to drill down, mm-hmm. and then they pump the water up into their spas, into their pools. Have
2: you got one of those at the Aqua Soleil Hotel? Oh,
7: yes, we do. We have three pools, and we're one of the only two hotels in this town that have actual private mineral spas in our suites. You mean
2: mean the the hot water from the center of the earth comes right up in your suite?
7: Yes, uh uh-huh. We have 10 of those rooms, and they have their own private jacuzzis.
2: Very cool. I love to ask this question of locals who often don't do what they suggest visitors do. How often do you get into a a hot spring?
7: not often enough see because you can't
2: It's because you can do it anytime you want so you don't do it
7: well actually you know we're so busy running a hotel but i i did go over to my friend's hotel just two nights ago and soaked in their pools but you know there's something about where you work and you're busy and you just don't take the time so when i see other people enjoying it it's so wonderful
2: you're also right near Joshua State Park, aren't you, International Park? We
7: are 35 minutes from Joshua Tree, and uh, right now is just the best time to go there. The uh, flowers are just starting to bloom. They'll start blooming. Well, some are blooming now, but into April and, and in the beginning of May, you'll still be able to see the flowers. You're, and it's,
2: you're, you're making me crazy. I'm in Minnesota, and there's still snow here.
7: Well, let me tell you what happened today. I actually have a family that is here on our family package. Yes. Well, yesterday they spent the day at the um, Living Desert Zoo in Palm Desert, came back, soaked in the water, swam. This morning, they went up to um, San Jacinto, you know, up the famous tram yep. where they have those, um, I think they're the world, world's largest revolving. And they walked around the snow. They didn't walk around. They they, they went in the water, the <laughs> snow all day and then came back and got back in the hot pools.
2: Fabulous. If you go to Desert Hot Springs, stop by and say hi to, hi to Stephanie Sarwis at the Aqua Soleil Hotel. Hey, Stephanie, thanks for joining us.
7: Oh, thank you.
0: segment of rudy max's world is brought to you by service magic now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs remodeling plumbing needs made services and so much more visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com that's homebuild411.servicemagic.com
2: Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. It's about uh, 52 minutes after the hour. Remember, you can write me anytime at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Rudy is spelled R-U-D-Y. Thank you very much. Uh, If you've got an idea for a segment or a comment about something you've heard on this show, or if you'd just like to ask a question, perhaps we'll put you on the air and talk about it, or I'll answer you very quickly via email if that's appropriate. And if you've heard a segment during this past hour you'd like to pass on to someone else, usually by about, midday, Monday, Monday afternoon, we've we've posted a podcast of this show at RudyMaxa.com. Now, each podcast is broken up into Hour 1 and Hour 2. You're listening to the end of Hour 1 right now, and you can send it right along to a friend or listen to it again if you just can't get enough. Keith Bellows is the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler magazine. His job takes him around the world regularly. I asked him to join me for a few minutes here to talk about the future of travel in light of the rapid rise in middle-income families in countries like China and India. These are the travelers of tomorrow. And apparently tomorrow isn't all that far away, is it, Keith?
8: No, it's not. Hi, Rudy.
2: Hey, how Um, are you? Welcome back to the show.
8: The real thing here is that um, that we're having a dramatic shift from America being the center of the universe. You know, it's the place everyone wants to come to. It's the place that you know sends everybody to everywhere. But here's what's happening: You've got China, and you've got 650 million people. You've got uh, by 2030, you know, you have to believe the um, the population experts. You have the same thing going on in India. So that's 1.2 million people. When they start really traveling, holy smokes! You think the um, you know the, either the Grand Canyon's crowded now? Oh, it's it's just the
2: beginning. Are there it's people really, thinking really about scary. this now? Are there people already Are planning men? for this, Keith, and thinking about this?
8: Yeah. Well, this is the interesting thing. I don't think so. Mm. Now we're starting to see glimmers of people in the hotel industry. In, in the hospitality industry, saying like you yeah, know maybe we should have some people that speak Mandarin or mm. Cantonese, but are, that's a real problem because you know the uh, Indians speak mostly they speak English. That's the big that, that's the number one language in India, but not so in China, and they have two very complicated languages, and I don't know that we're ready for them.
2: Do you think that when they when these folks is sort of new middle class? Let's take China because of the language. Uh, situation you just mentioned. Do you think when these new middle-class folks can travel, that they will begin, most of them at least, by taking organized tours where they feel comfortable with a Chinese speaker and hotels that cater with uh, Chinese breakfasts, etc.?
8: Well, I think we know this. I mean, the Chinese like to bring their country with them. So they want to be able to eat Chinese. They want to speak Chinese, they want to sleep Chinese. This is not derogatory. It's, it's, a, it's the way that they like to travel. So if you, for instance, go to Cambodia, say we go to Angkor Wat, what you're seeing is Angkor Wat, amazing, amazing, um, you know, monument. Um, but when the Chinese come or the Japanese or the Koreans, they come, but they come with their own tour guides. They come with their own food. They, they eat at their own restaurants. They want to stay at their own hotels. And so um, it's a little tough uh, right now, and this is just right now, so who knows what's going to happen in 10 years. It's a little tough to predict what kind of experience they're going to have beyond just seeing the monument, but really experiencing what they get at home.
2: You have a couple of sons. Do you ever talk to them about maybe learning to speak Mandarin as opposed to, say, yeah, French I do. or Spanish?
8: This is, this is really fun, yes. And, in fact, you know, we we, we speak about this often, and the default language used to be French. You know, I speak French. That's it. Can't go farther than that. It's definitely Spanish. But now we're starting to think, you know, maybe it is Mandarin. Maybe it is Cantonese. But it's a very complicated landscape, and we don't know where the world's going.
2: I mean, somebody's got to translate a whole lot of hotel restaurant menus. Is there a Chinese edition of National Geographic Traveler?
8: There is, actually, and, and it's one of our most successful. I spent a lot of time with the staff there, and what's really interesting is the, what's the norm for us. Oh, I'll give you an example. They'll put ads on the cover. Well, we wouldn't do that, but um, they'll also do these amazing. Uh, kind of in-depth examinations of culture of other places where they are almost like Sherlock Holmes in another world. They are really hungry to find out how other people live. This is a magazine that has 250,000 circulation, um, tons of advertising. It's just it's one of our great joys because it's really fun to watch.
2: (laughs) Frankly, it'd be easier for you if you read her of that than the
8: one domestically. (laughs) No, no, because, you know, my Cantonese doesn't go very
2: far. <laughs> well, they're coming. There's no question about it. And, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a whole different world, isn't it? I mean, the people in line at the Grand Canyon, as you say, and in Disney
8: World, it's going to be very different. Well, think about, think about Disney, Orlando for the Chinese. Now, they're going to have their own, as we all know. And, uh, you know and, but, but how do you plan for a completely different culture? And this is the thing that we've now, it's, it's, it's the greatest blessing we have. We have to think about integrating with the world. And as we think about that, it's not about them, you know, becoming like us, but us becoming like them.
2: Keith Bellows is the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler. Well, as long as this show's on the air, Keith, we're going to keep watching it, and we hope you'll help us do that. Lovely. Take care. Bye-bye. All right,
8: man. Take care.
2: We'll take about a six-minute break here, do a little news, sell a few items, and Rudy Max's World, the second hour, will be back. If your station's leaving us, see you next weekend.
0: You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're
7: hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.